The Urban Lore Podcast is brought to you in part by Objets Etrangers. Objets Etrangers brings you rare, unusual, and interesting art, collectibles, and antiques. Objets Etrangers is constantly on the lookout for the rare and obscure. Want to add something a little bit different to your home or office? Look up Objets Etrangers on Facebook. There'll be a link in the show notes. Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. It is very often said that everything is bigger in Texas. Well, that may or may not be true. Certainly, it's a big state with a lot of real estate, a lot of ground to cover. So, in the realm of cryptids, uh, we'll talk about the idea when you have as much ground to cover as you do here in a state like Texas, can there be creatures that we just don't know about? Specifically, I'm referring to something that I actually remember quite well from my childhood. Uh, it was February of 1976 when two school teachers who were each driving in separate cars in kind of a rural area of Bear County, the county that San Antonio is in, um, both spotted what they said looked like a pteranodon or a pterodactyl two of them actually with wingspans stretching 15 to 20 feet wide. The birds swooped over their cars and into a tree line and were never seen again. Now, obviously, the local media once again took flight, pardon the pun, and stories of these enormous birds started popping up all over South Texas even going all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley near Harlingen, Texas. It really spawned almost two decades of random on and off stories of these immense birds. They didn't appear to be dangerous in any way. They weren't attacking cars or children or anything of the sort, but certainly any animal that has a 20-foot wingspan is going to catch your attention. Were there any photographs with the birds taken? No. Of course, this is long before the era of everybody holding a cell phone that had a remarkably uh, good quality camera in it. And, you know, it's just one of those very, very typical cryptid stories. The largest birds that we find in South Texas, actually, it's, it's a really tight race between two species. The American bald eagle, which can have a wingspan of, say, nearly seven and a half feet, and uh, the whooping crane, which makes its nests in South Texas, in that Harlingen area, can come in at right around the same size. But needless to say, seven foot is uh, not 20 feet. I was never good at math, but there is a discernible difference between those two measurements. Herein lies maybe the bigger story when it comes to things like cryptids. National Geographic is happy to tell you, and so are those believers in cryptozoology, 
that something like 75 to 80 percent of our globe's species have yet to be identified. Now, of course, a huge percentage of those are in our oceans, which is what more than three quarters of our planet, and we've explored less of the oceans than we have of the moon or whatever that very common saying is. Needless to say, the great depths of places like the Marianas Trench and just the vast expanses of water that we have on this planet are going to lead to copious amounts of animals that we simply have not yet encountered. Even here in our own United States, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of acres of land particularly out west, that we've never really been in or never spent a whole lot of time in. And that is the defense that the cryptozoologist will take all the time. We haven't been out there. We don't explore all of these things. We know very well that there are species that we don't know about. That's a valid argument, but when you put it on the other side, the biologist will typically tell you that's true, but the species that we don't know are typically not vastly different than the ones we know. They're variations of a kind. Whereas we may find new species of birds and lizards and, and maybe even bears, what we don't have in the American uh, Northwest is a, you know is a large ape. You know if we want to go the Bigfoot direction, or the numerous uh, lake monster stories that we have like Ogopogo or Loch Ness in these very restricted bodies of water. So the biologists point to the fact that we don't have anything similar. Therefore, so there is the conundrum, and it really is just going to depend on which side of the argument that you particularly fall into. It's easy to say that we don't know everything, and that is certainly a true story. Could there be pterodactyl-sized birds in South Texas? Well, I imagine there could be. I would assume, as the population of South Texas grows and grows, and particularly in the Rio Grande Valley, one of the fastest-growing regions in Texas, that either the habitat for anything that large is being destroyed or you would certainly think in the day during the day of the camera cell phone that we would begin to get more photos of these things maybe they're gone now maybe they were a one-off oftentimes the explanation from biologists is a non-native species that somehow found itself in the area you know, a condor or something that typically would not be found in South Texas. South Texas, again, Harlingen is a migratory bird path extraordinaire. But most of the bird species are really quite well known by this time. So did two school teachers from the Southside Independent School District see a 20-foot, two 20-foot winged birds in 1976? Or was it an optical illusion of a much smaller, although large, animal that they simply couldn't identify at the time? We'll likely never know the answer to that, and in true cryptozoological form, you know, until we have a body, until we see one definitively on film, it will stay in the realm of cryptozoology.
don't get me wrong, I love cryptozoological TV shows, cable shows, but they all end exactly the same way. You know, after an hour of searching for monster XYZ, the last words of the narrator are, unfortunately, this time we didn't catch an image. Because if they did catch an image, it wouldn't be on some third-rate cable channel, would it? Have you seen something you can't explain? If you have, drop us a line at urbanlorepodcast, all one word, urbanlorepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at urbanlorepod and interact with us this way, that way I should say. And if you know any little cryptids that you think would like the podcast, please let them know about it. If you listen to us on iTunes, certainly subscribe or like and uh, rate us five stars. Leave us a review. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.